Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Uh, we do that by talking about topics and having guests in the show that I think are important and will help us all level up. Today's topic is a little bit more light. We're going to be talking about some of the gaming industry practices and things that are going on. Uh, we're going to start with Sony getting the exclusive rights on the PlayStation to Spider-Man on the upcoming Marvel Avengers game. And then we're also going to be talking about some fighting game news with the roundtable that happened recently with a lot of the Japanese developers. And we're also going to be talking about season six of Street Fighter V with the new characters. And we'll be going over the new characters and just talking in general about fighting games and how they can be improved. That and much more. Real quick with me. Uh, I guess the first thing I want to get out of the way because it's the shortest topic is uh, Patreon. Uh, I've been pushing that a lot more because that's been the best way for me to start uh, giving back as well as earning something in the long run. And that's essentially a crowdfunding source where you can do a monthly payment as low as a dollar a month. And that goes towards me and uh, basically all the content that I'm making, any of my future ventures. But there's different tiers of it. So you guys can check that out and give me some feedback on what you think would be something that you'd like to do. I really want to focus more on the coaching and personal development side of things. But that aside, uh, thank you to Chris, Jerry and Stacy, my Patreons right now. Thank you guys so much for the support. Greatly appreciate it. Next quick topic is uh, I probably won't have a podcast next week, and that's for a good reason. Uh, I'm getting married next Saturday. <laughs> um, my co-host Max will be there as well, so he won't be here to, to do it either. But yeah, so I'm, I'm getting married and tying the knot. Uh, we've been together for like five or six years now. Longer, I think 2014. So yeah, it's finally time for that to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's long overdue, but we're getting it done. We're getting it done, and then uh, after that, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program, nonetheless. So thank you guys for the the nice words, people who've been supporting me. Um, yeah, uh, and then the last update, I guess for me before I, uh, Max, you can kind of jump in on this topic as well is um, fighting games. I've been kind of having a lot of fun with new fighting games and old fighting games. Uh, I've been doing some new training in Street Fighter, so that's been nice. I also picked up Fantasy Strike and Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. And both of those games are like just it's so nice and so fun. They're more simplistic, so I can kind of just get into the meat and potatoes of with with Power Rangers kind of like building combos, which I normally am very intimidated by, but because I don't have to fight the mechanics of the inputs, I can kind of just figure stuff out because it seemed pretty simple, but then I fought some people, leveled up, got higher rank, got put in like gold, and then um, started seeing some wacky combos. I was like, that doesn't make sense. So there's like OTGs and other things in there. And then Fantasy Strike, same thing happened, climbed through the ranks, and then people started bodying me. And so it's kind of nice to see the level of skill in these simplistic games that people like have some crazy stuff figured out in these seemingly very simple games. And then obviously UI Goku. I haven't been playing that as much, but when I do, I I genuinely enjoy playing the character, and it's nice to see the progress uh, that I have in that game. And then we played some Fantasy Strike like last week, actually. After yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, any any fighting games for you that you've been enjoying, whether it's Dragon Ball or anything else? Um. Well, quick question for you: What rank are you in uh, Fantasy Strike? I'm like bronze, or no, sil silver D, because it goes okay. by letters. I believe. Yeah, I think I think I'm in the same rank as you. Yeah, at, at least close to. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been playing. 
Fantasy Strike. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, funny enough, today I just booted up Sam Show, um, and I tried out all of the um, DLC characters, and they are actually like really cool. Um, I really do like Sam Show. Like, I love that game a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of wish more people would play it, but I 100% understand why. You know, netcode and all that. Um, if you don't have good netcode, your game's gonna, you know, kind of be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see, Fantasy Strike. Uh, oh yeah, and I guess I've been playing SF5 a little bit now. Um, yeah, that's right. We just played. <laughs> yeah, we just played some. It's um, it's been a really fun learning experience. I think I finally, because my biggest issue with SF5 was honestly just finding a character that I could comfortably play. And mm-hmm. um, now I'm playing Nabuki, and she's as almost as close as an anime character as you can get for like you know Marvel like. Yeah, uh, I agree. Which is which is honestly like pretty good, um, and it's really helping me teach my footsies and my small confirms. Really, um, Street Fighter really does help you like learn that kind of stuff. But honestly, Fantasy Strike has been crazy enough. Like. I would say like an eight out of 10, nine out of 10 game that I've been playing. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I've been thinking about like booting that back up. I played some rank of dragon ball today, um, climbed up a little bit, but not too much. Um, but yeah, that's really, I think about it. Yeah. Um, nothing too crazy, but man, um, the small games that I have played like fantasy strike, that game is a sleeper. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, um, it's cool. And mm-hmm. I introduced it to, um, um, well, you know, uh, my younger brother and his friend. Yeah, yeah. They've been coming. I introduced uh, Fantasy Strike, and um, my, um, not my younger brother, but his friend got uh, mm-hmm. really. He liked it a lot. So I'm hoping next week, once we or this week, once we um, go to our local, yeah, uh, if we do our Fantasy Strike tournament, that he'll be in it because he's. He's all about it. Oh, uh, which, all right. Uh, and he's he's like one of those players. I've been actually teaching him Dragon Ball too, so it's been really fun actually seeing him climb up and like leveling up from training, um, which is by far one of my favorite things is teaching somebody how to play something and then actually seeing them do level it. Level up. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. It's just it's one of the most satisfying feelings in the world for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um. You know, um, something small, like kind of thing, because uh, I know we're going to kind of segue into it. That was announced from the um, the fighting game roundtable. That was kind of quiet. Yeah. Did you hear about Fighting X Slayer? Um, I know of it, but I, oh, I don't remember the 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 announcement. But you can tell me. They put rollback netcode in it. Oh yeah, okay. They didn't. They said they were going to improve the internet, but they didn't say they were going to do rollback netcode at the time. But yes, I do remember them saying they're going to improve that. So that's actually huge. So it's actually like out now, um, like with it, and yeah, that's the pretty crazy part. But so I, I was looking at Steam reviews of it too, and they're like, <laughs> people are pretty ecstatic about it, which is I'm I'm happy for them. I'm just surprised a game as old as Fighting X Layer like got rollback i mean good for them honestly um i just hope a lot of other games kind of follow suit yeah uh i want to bounce back to this so i'm going to add a note to remind myself to talk about that but yes i i i think that's something we should delve into when we get into the announcements because that's that's a great point i'm glad you said that because i hadn't oh yeah 
I 100% definitely want to talk about that once we actually get into the topic of the roundtable. Yep. So before we get into that, uh, one of the topics that's been, uh, it's kind of, I think it's settling now, perhaps. I haven't been following it as closely lately, but it was the exclusive from Sony. There's a, a game coming out called uh, Marvel Avengers. It looks to be almost like a mix of like action RPG meets um, kind of uh, Ultimate Alliance or X-Men Legends, if you remember that, but like more of a uh, not so much of an isometric view of the game. Think of it kind of like Monster Hunter 2. Okay. You know, um, a lot of people kind of compare it like that too because uh, you, have a, you have a loadout um and you have you know specific abilities with your loadout and then you mm-hmm. go up against you go against small baddies but then you go up against bosses and you know it's all about each person playing their role correctly and stuff like that now do you know if it's multiplayer or not yeah it's the whole point of it um okay okay it's uh yeah so that's the really cool part i think it's a four player multiplayer game um developed by square enix if anybody is untru- is wondering um the combat honestly reminds me a lot of uh ff7 remake in a lot of ways where it's very weighty and you've got hit confirms and stuff like that um and everybody has like their own kind of tools it it seems really cool honestly um i'm very curious on how the game's gonna go but yeah (laughs) so uh, i was reading some comments i'm sorry i was looking at the comments from like the the spider-man thing but that sounds really exciting actually because i i i've been following the game but i've been so disappointed in some of the marvel games that like part of me was like it's probably not going to be that great Uh, and i hate to say that but i've just been somewhat pessimistic with with that uh but yeah it kind of seems some people compared it to destiny i suppose a looter shooter type deal type deal yeah because um you do it does drop loot and then you pick up the loot and it's literally like different pieces for or different equipment for your character and it just kind of levels it up uh and you play certain set characters. Um, I think there's only like four. There's Cap, Captain, or, um, Captain Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man, and then um, uh, and then uh, Elastigirl or something. I don't oh no, a Con, Con, the Cobra Con. Miss Marvel with name or whatever. Thor Some, supposed to be in Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Oh Marvel. yeah. But uh, oh, Con, her last name is Con. I can't remember her first name, but like she's the um, big hands girl. Yeah, yeah. she's in it too. So what you do is you just choose your character and um, as you play and do stuff like I'm pretty sure your your move list is set. But um, as you play the game and, you know, you kill baddies, quote unquote kill uh, and do whatever, they'll drop loot and then you equip loot. And then that actually changes your appearance, too. Um, So and yeah, you just kind of like level your character up. However, I don't know if they actually like change your actual like damage stats or anything like that i'm sure it's a little bit but um yeah it it seems really really cool honestly um it does seem really cool but go ahead and uh (laughs) talk about the (laughs) the backlash that's going on yeah so the big issue right now is that uh the controversy is that the spider-man character is going to be console exclusive to sony <laughs> and uh a lot of people are pissed off about that because uh i i, I want to share my opinion in a second about it but um it, i watch young yeah and i i tend to watch him from a neutral standpoint because i don't always agree with what he's saying but he does give news in the gaming industry and so 
his argument is that you're basically locking a it's like having destiny and like locking the hunter behind a console is was his argument to the game um and so a lot of people are pissed off about that but since this is kind of new to you i want to know your initial impressions about this and you can let me know what you think about it um so honestly i think it is the worst idea because uh if you think about it uh some games have done this in the past actually and we can we can take a look at it from a future perspective or from a current perspective um from how it turned out from the past uh do you remember street fighter cross tekken um do you remember mega man and um the what were they the like old mega man yeah and they were console uh they were console like dependent Mm -hmm. like some dlc characters were on the ps3 and some dlc characters were on the xbox right um and that obviously became a lot of issues because of course people were very upset Mm -hmm. um you know if you owned an xbox and you're like you loved mega man oh well that sucks uh i guess i'm not playing like mega man and you know cross second yeah um and honestly i think it's a really bad pr move too because that forces people to just decide not to play your game um to just not want anything to do with your game regardless uh I think like console exclusive for games, mm. 100% understand, not completely 100% about it, but I understand it. However, when you have games that are um, like on every console and then you only lock certain, you lock certain characters to certain consoles, there's no point. Like uh, there's nothing that there's no reason to do something like that other than like being really greedy and hoping that people are going to buy multiple versions of your game. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I agree. And another point, too, that I wanted to bring up um, is that uh, people are confused by the rights of Spider-Man because Sony owns the rights to the movie character, right? Um, right. That doesn't mean yeah, they was... own the rights of the video game character. Uh, so yeah, they're... the video game characters are definitely a lot different. Yes. I, I was go ahead he's had sorry uh i know he's had his own like thing since you know like the marvel two days and stuff or marvel one in fact mm-hmm. uh yeah because even when it became a really big issue between fox and sony he was still in every other game that like could have spider-man in it like marvel infinite and stuff yeah so i, I from my point of view i think that it is or can be very upsetting because Spider-Man is a very cool character. Um, I think most people like Spider-Man was intended to be the everyday, the every man's hero. Uh, you know, he's poor. He, you know, he's kind of insecure a little bit. He's, he, he gains some confidence. He gets picked on. He's a bully. He's an underdog. Uh, but um, in regards to the exclusive, even though Sony doesn't own the character exclusive for, for the, the game, Sony has a lot of wiggle room to make discussions. So they they can make these kinds of arrangements and make it beneficial for Square Enix to do something like this. Uh, to want to be like, well, you know what? All right, yeah. I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the conversation because like, at what point in the development of the game did they decide to do this? Like, Was this from Square One? Um, maybe Sony like backed them money like very, very early on before the development of the game. Um, if anyone knows in the comments, let me know because I'm curious to know at what point in develop- developmental phase they decided to let this happen or if it's something along the way and we're like, hey, 
Let's have Spider. Let me let me get Spider Man. I'll give you this much money. Yeah, it, I wouldn't doubt it if it was something like um, where you know the movies haven't been the nothing Spider Man wise has been going out lately, mm-hmm. and maybe they're just like you know we got to keep it's corporate. You got to keep you know Spider Man in loop, you know, and it's like okay, hey. If you put Spider-Man in this game and you keep him only PS4, we're going to give you big boy bucks. Like that's right. That's how it's going to be. And it's like, okay, I guess we'll do it then. Right. So from, from my initial impression, I, my thought is I'm not surprised and I'm not upset. And I also think that, uh, I think it's okay for other people to be upset with it. I think there are some people who are kind of overreacting to it. Uh, I want to try to elaborate without triggering every, anybody because, like, as gamers, we tend to get very upset and very entitled to things. I've talked about this in the past, but, like, we get very entitled to certain things. And it's like there's a game coming out. We're excited for it. But they're doing something that we don't like. Uh, I, I think it's perfectly okay to be upset. But the the thing is, is that you're not forced to buy that game. You have to actually just like not get the game if they're doing something that's morally against what you believe in which sucks because the game i'm watching the gameplay right now for people who are just listening i do have some gameplay pulled up so you can actually check out the gameplay of the game because i i had never actually watched the gameplay i just read articles about it and and like looked it up uh but it actually yeah. does look legit don't don't sell this game short like yeah have like if you are completely against it but with your wallet as always um but honestly i think this game is going to be really really good you can tell that they put like because you know the actual developers developers versus the actual you know um commercial people are two different sides Hmm. and you can tell um in the early trailers everybody made fun of how it looked however i honestly think they've actually put in a lot of polish and a lot of look and feel into the game and i i wouldn't I wouldn't completely like dismiss it right off the bat because I think it's honestly, this might be a game that people are going to really, really, really enjoy. And I think this is something, honestly, um, what people have been looking for for a while too. You kind of have me at co-op. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, it's four player (laughs) co-op, right? Four player co-op mission mode. I need to see some of the gameplay. You can can actually upgrade your characters, get different suits and and like outfits. Mm -hmm. Like even, um, characters like i remember seeing like stuff with the hulk like you can get the different outfits for him like um the gray hulk or the red hulk and shit like that and even some sick ass suits from uh from iron man shit too and you can tell like i mean as you as you're watching the video like the hits are very like clear Mm -hmm. the visual design is very well done the sound design is not bad um you can tell that there's a lot and this is early by the way this is early trailer footage i think or this might be new maybe um because they released something uh like a like a month or so ago Mm -hmm. that showed off more stuff and you might want to take a look at that video because that video actually is really that might be the meat and potatoes that you might be want to kind of look at but okay um each character plays individually very different and very unique to their style, which makes it really, really cool to think about for each person. So that makes you feel as an individual even cooler. And not only that, but this game has room to grow, to add more characters, to add more things where you're like, oh, shit. They added, you know, like uh, Ghost Rider. They added Iron Fist. Like, oh, holy man. shit. Like, this is so cool if they did something like that you know mm-hmm. um, so this was uploaded seven hours ago so i think this is fairly new oh okay cool it's a first um, impression I know they had, the gameplay 
Okay, this is um, this must be the beta footage then, because they did a closed beta very recently. So I think it's still going on. I think it's this weekend. Okay, cool. Uh, but you have to have the pre-order, no. I believe. So I, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much this, this game is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was sixty dollars. Hmm. But um, I'm gonna. I'm honestly going to be paying a very close eye on this because oh, yeah. I curious. genuinely think it's going to be a good game. And I'm like, yeah. I'll wait for the reviews to come out before I, you know, do anything. Mm-hmm. But they I should do a demo. I think, like, I, I miss the age of like, I mean, there's still demos that come out, but I, I wish more demos I mean, would come out. Oh, yeah. I guess. Well, if they Hopefully just had, I think they're doing an open beta. I think I know there's a beta for the pre-order right now, um, but maybe yes. they'll do one for the for the game as well. Ooh, clap it. Yeah. I think I definitely think more games should do the um, like demo system. Yeah, it's always that was something I severely missed from my from like the old PS3 days and Xbox 360. And then people listening to the podcast version of this who aren't watching the video, I will post a link to some gameplay and articles that we're referencing as well, so that you guys can check those out. So check the show notes or check the comments if you're listening to the YouTube version. Oh, he's chucking the tank. Interesting. Yeah. So I so Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And Marvel Legends or uh, X Men Legends were some of my favorite su- uh, superhero, comic book hero, video games. And uh, I, 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 one of my biggest regrets was like trading in Marvel Ultimate Alliance two. Uh, I don't remember why I did it because I was very against trading in my games, and I, I'm like that now. I don't like to trade in my games because well, these are not a GameStop unless I'm going to sell it for equal value. Oh. I don't think I traded in a GameStop. I think I sold it online, so I, I got a good amount for it. But then the price, like, it, the game is rare now. The price went up. It's expensive, uh, unless mm-hmm. it's gone back down. But, like, I, I love those games. I love being able to play superhero games. The story, like, usually do, they do a good job of giving you, like, an interesting story. There's all these characters. There's characters that I've fallen in love with because of Marvel Ultimate Alliance and X-Men Legends. Like, um, Moon Knight. I started buying his comments. Taskmaster, that's where I first saw Taskmaster, I believe. Uh, Black Panther, the first time I saw Black Panther was in Ultimate Alliance 1, I believe. Um, Taskmaster is the boss in this game, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. He looks so sick. Yeah, Taskmaster is one of my favorite. Like, I don't, I, uh, he's my favorite anti-hero for Marvel, I would say. One of my favorites. Uh, I, I, his concept I, is so cool. I can get with that. Um, Ooh, that does look for really nice. reference, um, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. Always has, always will be. Oh, so you're probably uh, triggered by this. <laughs> even though uh, you're on PlayStation. Well, yeah, even though I have a PS4, I genuinely, I understand how people feel. Because if I yeah. had an Xbox, I'd be livid. Oh yeah. my goodness. And I, I was hoping you would be kind of upset about this because I, I'm not upset about it. And I need to see that other perspective. It's just money grubby. You know? it, it is, but I understand it because I've been in that environment for so long that i i get it and it's not really it's it's kind of something i expect and it doesn't really because i'm trying to say this without being disrespectful to gamers because at the end of the day my personal philosophy is that a a video game unless you're unless you're turning it into a career it's just a video game it's not something that's going to move your life forward uh it's it's just something to pass the time and have fun with and it now that said, I have tons of games that I've played that have not moved my career forward that have made me a better person. So I understand the hypocrisy on what I'm saying. But my point is that it's just a video game and like there's more important things going on right now that I feel like it's pretty like it's like a first world problem to be upset about a, a digital character not being in a game on a certain console. So from my perspective, it's like it's not a huge deal at the end of the day. There's way more important things to worry about. But I, I do still see why people can be mad, but I just don't feel that, you know? I, I, I also, you know, you could argue the fact, too, that, you know, 
they need to pay the bills. You know, I'm sure Sony paid a pretty decent premium to keep Spider-Man as the only character in here. And right. if you think about this money, this extra money goes to the devs, the people who have actually been putting forth effort and all of that into these games. Yeah, and, um, and there's so many different things that we don't know about. Like if they if they very early on, like Sony early on came in and said, hey, if you can add Spider-Man to this game, because maybe they never planned on adding Spider-Man in the first place. And right. they were like, hey, add Spider-Man, we'll pay for the developmental fees and everything that you need, uh, but just bring it only to Sony. Uh, I don't think that's a big deal because that wasn't intended to be in, in the game versus like, oh, the game is basically all the way done now. Sony, Sony rolls up and is like, yo, let, let me get Spider-Man, though. How about that Spider-Man? That's more... I mean, like, even though it's the same thing, same situation, basically, from the, from the consumer's point of view, I think it's an entirely different thing when you talk about the developers and actually Sony. Because one is like, hey, we're funding this ex- exclusivity project versus, hey, you already made it. Now I want you to screw over Sony or uh, Xbox, uh, Microsoft. I'm not sure if it's coming on PC or not, but uh, Xbox and maybe Switch. Or, but yeah, so that's that's completely different to me. So I don't I don't know the context as to what happened in behind closed doors. So it's very hard for me to just be like, "Yo, hey, there's Taskmaster. Yo, like, yeah. I'm, I'm salty." No, look at, his, look at his, his sword, bro. His sword is actually the coolest shit. He's he got looks like cooler a, than the movie version of. He, he's got like a like a plasma God. sword. Microsoft um, might have. Get as DLC in the year. No, yeah, we also and don't know honestly, for sure when it's going to come out. Like, when, if if it's going to be completely exclusive, or maybe it's a timed exclusive. So we don't know that for right. sure. And also, like, okay, fine. If they give Spider-Man as an exclusive, then you know Xbox and Switch should have their own exclusivity as well. If they're willing to pay, um, <laughs> right? And I can okay. And honestly, this has happened before in games. Yeah, um, Soul Calibur. Where yeah, where what happens is yeah, especially Soul Calibur. Um, but I can imagine, um, you know, a couple years down the line or something, they release a definitive version of this game. And, Crazy. you know, lo and behold, it's got all of the characters for all of the games. You know, they're mm-hmm. just trying to get the premiums right now. But I can probably bet that over time, uh, they'll just like release all of the characters for all of the games. Because that, I, I that shit doesn't fly too much in this day and age anymore. So... I'm sure if people give it enough backlash, especially something definitely will happen. Yeah. Here's another thing to think about too, is that the the money may not be going directly to this game. There may be future games. Yeah. Taskmaster getting messed up right now. There might, there might be future games like, you know, insomnia has the Spider-Man game as well. Uh, with the new one coming out on PlayStation 5 with Miles Morales, there there may be other ventures from Square Enix where like there's something in the future that they might already be funding or something like that. There's there's so many different ways that this deal could be going down that might benefit Square Enix and the consumer. Hopefully, you know, it's just there's pure speculation. It's just that I don't like to feel one way or the other. I'm fairly neutral. But either way, this game does look pretty cool. I'm curious to see where the co-op aspect of it, because everything I've watched so far, I think this is, might be the tutorial level. Because I did read that you have to be the tutorial level first. Um, but um, hopefully I, there is a, a chance for that. I think this is a, yeah, because what it is, is it's, it's a mission mode in this game. Um, there's also like different modes that you can do. Um, there's like combat trials and stuff like that. Um, and if you do the combat trials, you get rewarded for doing it. Um, so you go mission by mission. Mm-hmm. and it's a different scenario every time Aww. so like i said kind of like monster hunter 
where you load in a pre-made like quest or gotcha. mission and you boot up with your and i'm sure you can probably play solo or with friends like i'm sure that's probably like what their plans are or what it is with the game hmm. so you can you know do all of that um it, honestly i mean if you're looking at the footage right now this game looks like not bad it, it's it's pretty cool. They made Black Widow actually look like really fucking cool. Yeah, she's she's the A. <laughs> she actually she looks really cool. She's one of my least favorite, <laughs> favorite in the movies, but um, in here she's looking very cool. So I, I respect it. In the comics and in the uh, cartoon, she's cool. always been so cool. But in the movies, I just feel like she always feels so useless, except for like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, she's better in the movie. I don't know. Character. Yes, exactly. I didn't want to say that, but yes, that's, that's uh, how but, like, she's treated. I, I do like I I do respect her character 100%. Like she does do a lot of cool badass stuff, but uh in terms of how much love the regular heroes get versus her, she's kind of like, you know, just not <laughs> not as much. I mean, I know she's getting her own movie now, but yeah. I mean, she, you you can just kind of tell how much love has been put into characters like Cap or Iron Man he versus was Black Widow in earlier in this game. His yeah. hits do look no, like Cap they, looks they hurt. So cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I, I genuinely think people are sleeping on this game right now. If you're if you're letting something like that that small really like get in the way of looking at this game um critically and saying, "Well, you know, like obviously yes the early trailers were very very shoddy and like mm-hmm. people made i don't know if you ever saw the memes people really did make fun of like how <laughs> the models looked and stuff and i don't blame them honestly they did look like trash but you know that's the stuff that they need to get like the game looking the way it is now yeah. i mean it looks beautiful like the lighting the actual character models like look at this stuff man you can't deny that this game hasn't been hasn't like doesn't have love in it i think the animations are really good too and the combat looks fun i'm i'm always i've never been like a huge graphics guy personally like it, i will appreciate it when i see good graphics but like it's always been like animations and mechanics for me like and story. no absolutely i i'm i'm all about how the game feels and how the game like looks i'm all about interesting different dynamic looks for games too mm-hmm. that uh very clearly represent what they are doing i agree well uh any thoughts from you before we move on to our main topic um don't sleep on the game pay attention it might be really cool okay there you go september 4th look out for it okay so the main topic we mentioned it briefly before but uh one of the things is that's all, like a lot of the Japanese fighting game developers did a, a roundtable, a digital roundtable, where they met and talked and did some announcements as well. And overall, I, I watched a few different recaps of it because I, I didn't watch the whole entire thing. Um, I, I read articles and I have some articles pulled up again in the show notes for you guys. But uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, they talked about several topics, some of the struggles that they um, were trying to overcome. You know, one of them we already alluded to, which was the online gameplay. Uh, I think at least a few different updates for you guys, just so you know who was there. Um, Koei Tecmo was there. You know, they they do Dead or Alive. Um, Dead or Alive 6 has another season pass coming out. I, I play Dead or Alive. I've actually been getting back into it. I DLC for me, 
I, when you talk about money hungry, I feel like DOA is that, you know, they, they are <laughs> that company where they just have so much DLC that can't stand it. And I haven't bought a single DLC because of how bad it is. So I, I don't mind complaining about people being money hungry by any means. I feel like DOA is one of those companies that's pushing it for me, but I don't need it to play the game. So I just play the base game. All the characters I like are there. Um, I know we have a new Guilty Gear coming out. SNK. Uh, oh, speaking of SNK, Samurai Spirits, they have a new season. Season 3 pass is coming out. Uh, they have the Warden from For Honor, which I think is pretty cool. I know some people say he's generic, but <laughs> and I understand that too. Okay, so I played him um, today. Oh. Uh, and let me tell you, he is pretty awesome. I don't oh. care what people say. He actually like plays super duper cool. He has an in-game like quote unquote target combo system, but really it's more like a Rekka system. Okay. Um, and it's very simple and it does massive damage. Man, <laughs> if this guy gets in, he's in. He also has a parry, like a built-in parry for his character. He has armor, he can combo off of his charge, which he uh, which is just like a two, three, six button. It's pretty nuts. And he's like super cool. I love his design. Um, I think he's a wonderful addition to the game. And I don't care if people say he looks basic characters. Cool as fuck. <laughs> Sometimes basic characters can be cool, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, he's a knight too. You know, it's just like, he's a crusader, man. Like you, you don't get any more like, you know, medieval than that. So, in, in a game filled with literal like samurais and um, girls, anime Ninjas, girls, waifus. anime big waifus, uh, it, it's a welcome addition <laughs> that makes me feel really cool to play a character like that. Um, I got bodied by him because my roommate was playing him. And my goodness, my man, he, he, he has fake outs for his recas, which is pretty cool. I, I appreciate that. Uh, do, you, do you have it on your console or do you have it at all? Like I have it on my PS4, yeah. Okay, if you bring it, I'll try it out. I kind of want to try the warden just to like see the yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. I dude, I will play Sam Show any day of the week, man. Sure okay, then. cool. Uh, Capcom did some announcements with their season season six stuff. I'll get back to that in just a second because we have more to expand on that with the the mm-hmm. characters because they did they did they did their own separate thing. So they didn't really talk yes. too much about their stuff at the actual roundtable. Um, Bandai really Namco, um, new character which I liked Setsuka from Soul Calibur Four, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, Soul Calibur Four yes. was my favorite. Soul Calibur Four was so good because she wasn't in five. I don't think she was an exclusive to four. Um, there were a couple of characters in that game that were exclusive, but were designed by anime artists, I believe. And so it was really cool because they had some really original characters. I think she may have been one of those where an anime artist designed her. But like she has a, a sword that she sheathes and unsheaths. I, her fighting style was very cool, but also kind of technical. So I, I liked the way she looked, but I never really played her too much because I sucked at her. But seeing her come back, pretty cool. I understand it's supposed to be some other DLC, some free updates and stuff like that from Bandai Namco. Uh, Tekken is doing a season four where they're over, not overhauling, but they're adding new moves to every character. I believe they're going to have some new new characters, um, online enhancements, which I didn't say. They didn't say if they're doing rollback netcode. That that's actually kind of a, a side thing as well. Uh, we'll circle back to that. But Harada and online netcode, I don't or uh, rollback netcode. I don't think he understands <laughs> what it actually is. I don't think he really does. Unless, because, um, so I don't know if you watched, but Sejan posted a video very recently. He talked about it on stream where Harada allegedly says that their rollback netcode works different. 
So apparently, rollback netcode on Tekken is delay-based first, rollback second, rather than rollback first, delay-based second, if that makes any sense. So they have the delay base right at the start or in the front ways, mm-hmm. and then in the background, it rolls back three frames, if that makes any sense. Sagem explains it way better than I could. Rollback is not something I can exclusively talk about like him, mm-hmm. but... Apparently, according to Harada, delay base is in the front, but they have rollback that's in the back that works in the system, which I don't believe. But (laughs) (laughs) I I think this man's thinking rollback is actually just delayed frames in the game. Yeah, I I don't believe him. He kind of concerns me in some way. I think he's a talented person but i feel like the way he acts one i feel like he's he's a persona i feel like harada is a persona not an actual person uh like when he's in public but i also think that he's even on twitter bro yeah no uh, (laughs) online like in social media all of it because he's he he's supposed to be that person he's i don't think he's a community manager i don't think that's his title uh he's a director he's yeah he's a creative director but i i when he's presenting himself as the creative director of uh, of Bandai Namco, or of, I guess of Tekken, um, he's always putting on his persona, and I think he's kind of adapted it based off of the feedback. And I think like one of the f- great feedbacks, I say great, one of the strong feedback things that he got was when he said, uh, "Don't ask me for shit," and like everyone went wild. And I think he kind of took that as like now he's going to lean into that even more and even more, and so now he tries to. Like I think he was already that way, but he definitely leaned into it more, and I think it's starting to backfire because you can't always play that role when it's like, "Hey, I have legitimate concerns about these things like netcode," and you're not really doing anything about it. Um, let's see here. Guilty Gear Strive is coming. They announced a couple of new characters. One of those char- both those characters look pretty cool. Le- Leo or Leo, um, and then the samurai dude. Oh, I keep forgetting his Vampire name. Vampire samurai. Uh... <laughs> Nagoriyuki. Ryuki. Nago Nagoriyuki. I think that's how you say because yeah. it's R I, not R Y. R I Y. Ryuki. My man looks so cool. He looks extra honestly. spicy. Nagoriyuki. I got. I, can't I, I wonder if people are going to call him something for short. <laughs> They're going to call him Nago or Ryuki for short. Quite possibly. Um, but yeah, people are pretty upset about Leo because <clears> apparently <throat> he's super Unka Bunka um, in um, Xrd. Um, but I mean, he looks super cool to me. So yeah, he seems like a Yamcha like character, I guess, in if I were to compare it for Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Ball. Leo so, thing. I love his design too. Actually, he looks really cool. I'm all about the like jacket with the fur. Um, he kind of when he spins his. Uh, I don't know what you would call those weapons, but it rind- reminds me a lot of like Draven. <laughs> <laughs> Draven. Welcome You'll see to it too when he, when he when he starts his super animation. He like spins it around like that too. He does. It's almost uh, like he's wearing it backwards. Oh, this guy pulled the chair from out of him. Dang, he got bodied by his own ally. Uh, what was that? <laughs> oh man. I'll again um, links in the description for you guys. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, oh. look at that. He's he spins that stuff around like it's Draven. But yeah, uh, both characters look really really cool. 
Um, honestly, I'm very excited for Strive. That's a game that I'm more than likely going to play and buy and play day one. Um, seems like yeah. a game that I could get myself into. I I'm I just want to support the game, so I might play it just to like get more people into it and understand it and maybe commentate for it. But um, I don't see myself like training hardcore in it. But I I would like to pick up the Guilty Gear when it actually comes out. Like I'd like to stay up to date with a lot of the fighting games if I'm financially able to. Uh, Oh dang! Okay, this character does look kind of insane. Um, Watching him again. Yeah. Uh, Plus his helmet is super cool. um, Guilty Gear has always been really interesting to me, um, but. I think this is the type of Guilty Gear game that I would find myself more interested in playing. It's a lot more slow, but Mm. when you get the hits off, you can still, you can do easy confirms and combos that are really, really cool and interesting. The other game felt a lot more chaotic and very, very fast. I mean, not saying that Dragon Ball isn't, but um, I feel like Guilty Gear is just a different breed. Mm-hmm. so this is kind of like unrelated but unrelated but uh but in the political social environment that we're in right now i think it's like something that i at least want to express is that like I, being a black guy uh sometimes i don't always want to play like a white person or an asian person it's not like something that i'm going to be up in arms about but when there's a cool looking black character um it, it's kind of nice to be able to have have that every now and then because like he's a, he's he looks very cool he has a, I, I love helmets so it's sick that he has a helmet he has like his dre- his dreads or his locks um i i love the aesthetic of this character uh and that makes me very very excited to have something like this again not necessary but like just having something that represents what i look like externally sometimes is just very very satisfying because like doa i hate zach zach's the only black (laughs) character in that game and he is a parody of dennis robin no joke that's what he's based off of and he is a womanizer and he is ridiculous like i hate that character because like he's black but like he's not cool to me he's like the worst black character in any video game fighting game like history to me and so it's kind of cool it's it's nice because you don't get a lot of that representation too much like in in games and you're seeing it a lot more now and honestly it's done very tastefully i guess yeah. is the word because like, so. like leroy leroy uh phoenix um phoenix, barrett phoenix from valorant oh valorant yeah phoenix is sick dude i love phoenix i think barrett is like one of my favorite characters of all time these are characters that are they're not defined by their race they're defined by their character yes. but they are black and that's like that's not who they are as people it's just what like what is of them i guess is the best way to say it and it makes that stuff a lot more enjoyable because unfortunately if you take a look like especially in video games the past however many years since the last gen you really don't get that much representation it's mm-hmm. it's kind of weird and i don't know and if it is it's kind of stereotyping and it's really sad well i don't think there's any fighting games developed by a black fighting game player or black developer yet so it's like usually people make characters based off of where they're from like street fighter had the whole world warrior thing so like they did eventually have dj who um i thought dj was cool as i got older i think i started questioning dj is a little sus yeah i am you know (laughs) my man's got the big grin dude now like (laughs) 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, don't know. I thought he was cool as a kid because I'm Jamaican. And so, like, I, I was like, oh, he's Jamaican. I mean, he has the maracas and he does have the big smile. So, it is, but he, he was legitimately, like, his fight style was cool. Like, he usually wasn't yeah. high tier, but, like, his fight style was cool. His aesthetic, like, I loved his pants. Um, he kind of had, like, the capoeira pants on, actually. So, I don't know yeah. if he was Brazilian and Jamaican. Or he was a very exotic character he was to put it best <laughs> I, I thought he was cool but yeah you're right it, there's not a lot of like um tekken i think is one of the most diverse fighting games honestly um, I, I actually love how tekken um does its characters too i was very impressed like, by I, shaheen i'm not i'm not middle east oh well i'm part indian but i'm not uh shaheen is the middle eastern yeah, character yeah, in that yeah. game he he looks sick he looks too hard for me to play he, he but is he's cool. cool um I really like how Tekken represents their characters because not only do they have a specific region to them, but they also speak their native language yes. in mm-hmm. the game. Everybody does. I think more games should honestly look more towards that because I think that's a really a genuine good idea because not only does it add more talent from all around the globe, but it also adds more flavor to the characters. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, as long as you have subtitles, who cares what they're saying? You know, if that's if their nationality is French, instead of giving them a very shitty stereotypical French accent, <sighs> yeah, or God forbid the Indian characters, uh, <laughs> like give them their actual like you know native voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you I know? agree. I definitely agree. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see if there's any other worthwhile announcements that were made there uh because the other thing that i want to talk about is, is netcode i want to like actually get to that point is that mm-hmm. um they were talking about netcode and i watched a few other youtubers and content creators talk about this after the fact uh because they were talking they were discussing like how to overcome netcode and i don't i don't remember the verbatim conversation but it's just like a lot of people are like this is already a solved issue and they're sitting here trying to figure out as if it's not already a solved issue there's there's games that are free that have ggpo and have good internet or games that are twenty dollars that have good internet and like i I do want to be understanding to the developers because tekken is probably a lot more complicated in terms of the the programming of the game versus um um uh, fantasy strike or or the power rangers battle for the grid game but at the same time it's like you didn't prioritize this in the beginning and now you're kind of shot you shot yourself in the foot you know so it's either you didn't prioritize it early enough and now you screwed yourself over or you might possibly be too arrogant and you're not looking at ggpo or other options in terms of how to have good netcode uh because it is a solved issue and there are other people that they could talk to or or consult to have that same solution but for whatever reason they're not doing it. You know, they're not actually taking the time to, uh, to do that. And so I want to go back and listen to that conversation because I watched Maximilian. I watched, I think, Sajam talk about this as well. And they're both like, this is a solved issue. What are you talking about? You know, Skullgirls, uh, Dim's Fighting Herds. Uh, I believe KI had good internet. Uh, well, like you just said, Xkira or um, EX Fighting Layer, Arika, they're adding it. Um, you know, there's there's all these uh, places that you can go to get good netcode. And so you have games like Street Fighter, like Tekken, um, MK, I've heard mixed things. I've heard it's good, I've heard it's bad, so I don't know about MK, but that's not a, we're talking about Japanese developers anyway. So it's, to me, it seems kind of weird, and I'd like to know honestly what's going on, because... Uh, Again, this is solved. 
Like I don't, I don't get. Yeah, it. no, it, it's definitely a solved situation. Um, it's, I really do think it's honestly like a, not like a code of honor, but more of like a, um, how can I, how can I explain it? Like, I, I guess yeah, like honor or something where they're sitting there and like, well, we don't want to say that they're, we're wrong, you know, right. we we don't. It, I don't know because. I think fighting game developers, they don't want to let the community know that they're right a lot of times. I guess developers in general. Really, hmm. you you barely see that out of developers where they're like, you know, our bad guys. I think we, we really messed up. And you know what? You guys are right. Because I guess the second they think they give that power is the second that, um, you know, I guess the people can have the power over them. Yeah, yeah. It's like like Adapt said. It's like, am I am I out of touch for using delay? No, it's the player's fault. Like they're wrong. And I feel like that is very much the mentality, and I, I know that that mentality exists for sure. I've worked like in the game development industry. I've worked for people who are very proud and don't aren't aren't willing. Like it, it's actually kind of weird because there's people who are so narcissistic they don't think that they're wrong. It's not even that like. They just, they have this mindset. I, I call, I work for someone who I'll call the poor man's Peter, Mo, Peter Molyneux. Uh, he had this, like, this game is going to be the greatest game ever. It's going to have great online. It's going to have, like, we we're looking at GGPO, but just like, he, he could not see, he couldn't be objective about his own game. He couldn't sit down and be like, hey, this needs to be improved, you know? And there, there's people who are like that. And like, I, you work for corporations. I work, you know, I've worked for corporations. So, you know, there's people out there who aren't willing to admit that they're wrong, aren't willing to admit they made a mistake, or they're just blind because they're so arrogant to their own ability that they don't realize that this is a thing. You know, there's, there's issues, there's resolutions for the issues that they're having, but they don't even know they have an issue really. They can't come to terms with it. So it's, it's very fascinating to see uh, like these bigger companies after working in that industry, seeing that like, I I can kind of like guess what some of the issues might be with these people. And usually it's like personality based. Uh, I don't know why, you know, I've done podcasts on this. You know, you have to learn to take your L's because that's how you get better. But it seems like game developers, I've only seen one or two game developers. And the best one, they're not even a fighting game developer, is a CD Projekt Red. They're willing to actually talk about what the hell is going on in their life, uh, like what what's happening in their dev process, and and be objective about it. I think early early stage Bungie was another good developer. Um, Halo One, Halo Two, maybe Halo Three ish. Bungie was also very open about things, you know. And it's like you you make mistakes. Game developers, game creative directors, they're not infallible. You know, you don't have all the answers. If you're trying to do something innovative, that means it's never been done before, which means you're probably going to mess up along the way. But if you talk to the people, sift through all the toxic trolls online and be like, hey, here's some good feedback and be willing to take it. Because that's another thing. A lot of the game developers that I've come across can't take feedback. They see it as an attack on, on their self. They see it as an insult rather than objective, constructive criticism. And that's incredibly annoying to me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Honestly, I think the more um the more frustrating part really is the fact that they didn't bring it up at all. They didn't like even reference it. Like nobody even when they talked about netcode or anything like that, it, it was literally like the elephant in the room and they never ever 
said anything about it. Because, you know, obviously people have been talking about this for ages now, you know, bring netcode to whatever game. I'm still on the bring netcode to Fighter Z because, holy mm-hmm. crap, that game would be a 10 out of a 10 experience if it had rollback netcode, let me tell you. Um, but it's just weird. When, when you bring up a topic as netcode, you would hope that they would at least cover all of the grounds. But mm-hmm. instead, they were very stingy. And they obviously didn't want to talk about it because I think they do know they're wrong. And if they bring up the fact that they are wrong, then people are going to probably, quote unquote, attack them and probably bully them until they change it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the funniest part to me really is like sometimes like the small quote unquote slaps on the face that they did too, where it's like, Oh yeah. Tekken has improved, improved the net code. It's like, does it really though? You get to see whether or not somebody is on Wi-Fi. Cool. That's great. But like, this isn't what we've been asking for. This isn't something that we've been, you know, um, putting up on forums, polling all of this, where, mm-hmm we want something to objectively change and improve the game because it's not like we hate the, we hate the game for what it is. We just want the game to be better. That's it. We want the game to be more playable to the people around us and we want to enjoy the game better. That's all. That's all it is. Absolutely. And one kind of counter argument that the Mako made, which I think is pretty good is he talked about mass effect three and the fact that people hated that ending so much that they wound up changing the ending. And I don't think that really got them very far. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that is a good point. And that, that gets into the argument of creative differences versus, you know, objective criticism, because I think there are certain things like a game's story that can't be wrong. Uh, I think you can hate them. I think you can absolutely hate a game or a movie ending and be like, I've been upset about certain movies and game endings. I didn't hate Mass Effect 3's ending. Uh, I know that they were the three endings that you got weren't very different in terms of like all the work that you're putting in from one to three. So I understand the frustration. Um, but I don't agree with, you know, like you said before, bullying somebody into something until they change it. And then you... You feel like you're. I remember people getting mad because I think they had a DLC that had like the quote unquote true ending. Um, yes, yes, they did. And like that became a whole debate of like, okay, well then, did you make this ending already in mind and you tried to hide it behind DLC, or did the ending before was just really bad and now you're like, haha, just kidding. Here's the true ending, even though the original ending was the original ending, and just tried to hide about it. So that creates a whole another dynamic. So it is like there are certain things that are objective, like is your net play good? You know, you can you can make that objective by testing it out, by, you know, looking at the input delay, by getting statistics that can prove how good this is compared to other games in that genre versus a storyline, which is very subjective and can be very difficult to judge whether it's good or not. I mean, you can get like 10 very good critics and, and judge it and, you know, one out of 10 and yada, 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 but it's still subjective. It still could become a cult classic 10 years from now. All of a sudden people actually love it and think it's a very genius ending because it's so subjective culture changes or like a group of people come across it that didn't like see it when it first came out. So stuff like that is like completely different, but that line does get blurred a lot to the point to where sometimes things that are subjective are treated objective and are getting mad about it. and sometimes like people just are trolls and, and like get angry and feel entitled about 
things in general. So that, that's a good point that he brought up, but I wanted to clarify like my, my view on that is that sometimes things are subjective, sometimes things are objective. Yeah. Um, it, uh, actually, Adapt actually does say a pretty good thing here, where um, when fighting game developers or any developers release a game and you know there are obvious very like big issues especially netcode definitely being like the number one thing if another developer released a game with delay based netcode you know they would get a lot of flack for it they would honestly like a lot of people probably wouldn't play it mm-hmm. and if you look at games accessibility um you can see that some it's it's really like a blur because a lot of games, um, if you look at like KI, has been successful for years and years and years because of rollback netcode. But you can also take a look at something like Tekken, which has had delay-based netcode, and that game has been pretty successful too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it it has its pros and cons for for both, absolutely. But yeah, um, in the end of the day, when you get games like Samurai Showdown, which could have been a fantastic, fantastic game, mm-hmm. um, really just have the worst netcode possible and then just becomes almost a graveyard. Yeah. And it's probably, I don't know if anybody's actually playing the game in Japan or anything like that, if, if it actually has a decent, I mean, they're getting DLC, they're getting, you know, tie ins. So it's a well made game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just sad. It's just depressing to see mm-hmm. a game just fall from grace to just because of netcode. And yeah. it, uh, it's crazy that yeah. we live in a time like this where honestly servers and netcode aren't the number one priority, honestly. Yeah, yeah and that's something I was going to get to is that like if, if, I think – Samurai Showdown is a good case study because it was a game that was popular. It, ha- it had a legacy, but it was so old that it tried to come back out, uh, made a great game, but didn't have n- good netcode. But you have games like Street Fighter and Tekken that have been relevant for a very long time that I think stay successful because, in part, to their legacy of, of staying relevant, of being a leg- legacy game, despite the fact that one of the crucial parts of the game isn't done as well as other games, you know, which is their online. And, and but you see, I, I think that other games are starting to come out. You know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Project L or whatever they're calling the the Riot fighting game. The yeah, people who make League Project of Legends. You, you have these games that are coming out that are going to be huge contenders for. You know, being popular esports or or competitive fighting games. So you have these games, uh, Smash Ultimate Netcode. <laughs> you have these games that are coming out. You know, Fantasy Strike. I know it's not very popular, but it's just one game that can show how well you can make like online. And I mean, I I don't have trouble finding matches, so people are playing it. You know, Power Rangers. I don't have trouble finding matches for that one. The netcode is. I, I've played on Wi-Fi. Don't judge me. Uh, just to test hey man, it out. It's you know, it's <laughs> not as bad. You know, if yeah, like I mean, look, we can shit on Wi-Fi players all day long. You know, sometimes it's the only choice. Sometimes it really is the only choice. And also, if you do have the internet, most of the time, like yes, 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 whatever you say about Ethernet. It is better, yes, subjectively. However, if your internet is good enough to support it, then, like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, I've played, funnily enough, because uh, when I have my PS4, I have it hooked up in my living room. I don't have an Ethernet cord going all the way to my living room from my router. But, you know, I, I have it set up games, on my Like shooters yeah. and MOBAs on Wi-Fi. Right. Right. And um, I've played Fantasy Strike on Wi-Fi. And let me tell you, the game runs pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, of course, have somebody that is that also has a good ping but my internet is not bad like genuinely mm-hmm. and um you know the, if i can have good matches that means my internet is good um and even the matches that were like you know 150 200 ping they were playable they were very very playable like it wouldn't it didn't like yes you felt a little bit but not to the same degree of playing you know wi-fi dbfz with five frame delay like holy <laughs> crap i it's unplayable it's actually just unplayable like you're not playing the same game anymore you're playing a really shitty like f- who super dashes first plus assist kind of game who like who the gets hardest. the two off yeah for real like are <laughs> you playing t- yeah are you playing team gohan bardock and vegeto good for you <laughs> because you're you're gonna you know pop off today so it, it's crazy it's crazy in something like that where I could be – and you know what? Okay, so here's here's a little story time. Um, when I was living with my parents, my parents live in the boonies, like way boonies, where we have satellite internet or you have internet that um, – uh, is from a – it's from a like usually a phone provider and you have – we literally had at one point – you could only use five gigabytes a month. Okay. That kind of internet. I, one day I loved fighting games, but I could not play them online ever. One day I find somebody streaming and playing Skullgirls, And I'm hmm. like, Whoa, this game looks really cool. I go online. I play Skullgirls, and I actually match up against that guy. Keep in mind, whenever I played fighting games online, and even when I played league, I had 150, 200 ping, like at a, consistent when i played Skullgirls, like i felt lag but holy crap was it playable it was crazy playable like it, it blew my mind that a fighting game i could actually play somebody online and this person was in i think was over in cali possibly and this is it was just mind-blowing to me and that was rollback netcode i was able to play with my semi-shitty internet with somebody who had really good internet in California and we were able to have actual games that didn't have crazy lag and unplayability. Like if you take, like if you, you know, take a step back and take a look at like the smaller people, the people who can't afford to have good internet, it's a godsend. My God, I literally, I could never play Dragon Ball when I was at my parents for the longest time. And when I moved out, the first thing I did was hit rank and, you know, climb the ranks. And that was like the biggest feeling ever. And I don't know. It's just something crazy to think about and situations like that. Yeah. Where you, you, you didn't, you don't know that people have it worse off than you. And when people have, who don't have a choice that have shitty internet, you know, a lot of fighting games are literally unplayable. Mm -hmm. So, which is a shame because we're trying like uh, you and I and tons of other people in the FGC want people to enjoy fighting games and it's kind of near impossible to meet in person right now. So if you have a fighting game, 
that doesn't have good netcode, it's kind of impossible to play the game because you don't have the option to play it online or offline. So it's it's in the developer's best interest to prioritize netcode, you know. And uh, I want to see Street Fighter with the best netcode it can have. Like I don't tend to have too many bad issues myself because my internet's pretty good, and I I usually set it to like four to five bars. Uh, every now and then I get it, but it's few and far between. But I know enough people at various ranks you know, skill levels that complain about it to the point to where, like, they don't want to play the game anymore. And that sucks because I, I enjoy the game legitimately, uh, offline and online. And, um, and there's other games that people have dropped because they, they're not fun playing online. And that's, you know, that, that kind of sucks, you know? There's other games out there, other genres that do online just fine. There's other fighting games out there that do online fine. So I, I think we've harped on it enough, but I definitely think that this is something that's in the best interest of the developers to either swallow their pride and figure it out or or make their games in a way where they anticipate playing online because this is a huge part of it and it's probably going to be a huge part of it. No, it's definitely going to be a huge part of gaming for the extension of how long gaming exists. So they have to step it up and like prioritize online first. Like it, I'm not saying it's easy to make game mechanics, but they have that part down now. They need to figure out how can we make good netcode, then put the game on there. Because I, I will say, depending on how you prioritize things, it makes it a lot harder to, to incorporate certain things. So even though it seems like oh, just add GGPO to Tekken, it, it it's not that simple because there's so much in the game already existing that if you add something new it can conflict with the tons of different things and all of a sudden like certain buttons don't work like lots of weird stuff can happen by adding something new into the game that they don't fully know how to utilize and it might take a while before they figure out the issue and then it might take an even longer time to figure out how to fix that issue so it it there's there's a lot of issues to to that whole thing but nonetheless <laughs> uh, we, we've our, talked about this quite a bit we are very very we're passionate uh, about it passionate absolutely like it's just it's the new step up for gaming and it's frustrating not to like that it's just not happening just completely yet we want you to do better, guys. But on a, on a lighter-ish note, um, the Street Fighter announcements, right? Street Fighter did their own announcement on the 5th uh, or something like that. Uh, and they showed their roadmap and they announced four out of the five new characters. So in case you guys don't know what those new characters are, I'll tell you. Uh, you have Dan Hibiki. You have Rose from the Alpha series. Uh, she's also in four. You have Oro from Third Strike. And then you have Woo! Akira Kazuma from <laughs> uh, a Rival game schools. yeah yeah rival schools which is like a game that's old like dreamcast right look sakura is from the rival schools if anybody didn't know so yes yeah and then because that, it's in the same universe actually from street fighter because like yes, sakura storyline she's all like obsessed with ryu and gets trained by dan habiki people don't know that she's she was trained by dan habiki and i think maybe one other two other people um so they have a relationship together. Dan's been in the game since season one in a way. He just wasn't playable. Yeah. Like yes. his, his likeness, his, his personality was in the game, I'll say. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm not surprised by Dan being in the game. Well, I'm mm, glad he is. Yeah, I'm glad I, he's in the game. Of all the characters on this list, he's probably my most excited character. Just because um, fighting games are not just supposed to be competitive. They're supposed to be fun. And I think Dan adds some fun to the game. Yeah, I think... Um, you know, when you're a game developer for a fighting game, 
you don't want to objectively look at what's the next cool competitive character we can make. I think you should be more looking at what's very, what's an interesting, unique design that we can go for that can add to the roster of mm-hmm. our game, make it interesting, more yeah. interesting. I agree. I think Akira, uh, I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. I think they pronounce it differently. No, I think it's Akira. Okay. Uh, I think she's going to add the most variety because I watched, I went back and I'll pull up some gameplay for you guys, actually. I'll, I'll pull up some Rival Schools gameplay. Um, but I went back and watched Rival Schools. And uh, I was like, what the heck is happening in this? Because like, you have these weird like sky combos and stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Wait, what? Oh, okay. I got confused. There was like tech in there for a second. But yeah, um, I think the game is... I think that game is going to be fun. I played it a long time ago, but I was a button masher, so I didn't really know much about the game. Um, but going back and watching it and and seeing it, I think she's going to add some flavor. She reminds me of Lucia, Lucia, Lucia a little bit in the sense that, Lucia. like, yeah, she has, like, these know. interesting leg <laughs> combos and tatsus and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, younger, like, schoolgirl-looking character. These are, like, all, I think, rival, like, literally rival schools that fight each other, kind of like the whole anime trope where, you know, they're from different schools and they're they're going to fight each other and yada, yada, yada. You have, like, the baseball player, I think a soccer player, um, boxing. <laughs> Boom Man? Who was that? See, another weird-looking black guy that, like, makes me look weird. Like, oh, KOF. KOF had a, the guy's name was Butt. B-U-T-T. Like, he was a cool character. He was, like, a black guy with a pompadour, but just, like, I don't know. It's just uh, maybe I'm I'm looking at things where I don't need to be looking at things. But anyways, I'm gonna fast forward the gameplay for you guys so that we can watch this gameplay. But yeah, I think she's gonna be really cool. Rose, I I never liked Rose, so I'm not really excited for her because I thought she was very annoying. She was like a keep away character, projectile. She had her weird ribbon thing where she where she would like throw her ribbons at you. Um, I'm not surprised because Manat was in here. And I know a lot of people were like, well, Manat's in there. They probably not, aren't going to put her master in there. But I... Here she is. Which is interesting I mean, she because... Was in the story. Actually, uh, other than Akira, all three characters are like masters or, or I guess teachers. Because Oro... I don't remember. Oro kind of helped train Ryu. Um, Because like Oro is like one of the sl- strongest characters in Street Fighter lore. It's like playable Street Fighter lore. Like him and Dalsum are like super, like stupid strong. And then also Dan Hibiki trained Sakura, from what I understand. So also that character as well. So this is like uh, I'm wondering about character five. Me personally, I just wanted Dudley. Dudley and I think Fei Long would have been cool. I wouldn't have played Fei Long probably, but I think he's just a cool character. And you always need a Bruce Lee character in your fighting game. And Street Fighter mm-hmm. Six, Street Fighter Five is like the only fighting game right now. Where you don't have that Bruce Lee character, you got Maxi in Soul Calibur, you got uh, Law in in Tekken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about uh, you have uh, Jan Lee in DOA. Uh, Samurai Showdown? Does Samurai Showdown have a Bruce no, Lee Bruce Lee I don't. I don't consider that one of the big games, but at the same time, um, he's not in that game. But yeah, if Street Fighter has. A character like that already and didn't put it in i'm just like come on guy put him in he's he's a stable character he's been there since two he's a very cool character um mm-hmm. he has rekkas i think you can like freshen him up and add him to this but he, i doubt he's gonna be in it but i'm wondering who that season that that fifth slot is going to be you know uh, i think it might either be a new character or like something pretty obscure maybe a guest character personally 
this is just like my personal bias. I would love for them to put Sean in the game, but I think everyone wants Sean. Sean is so cool. I wouldn't be upset like, with Sean. I love Third Strike Sean, but like you know, don't like have him in the same tier as Third Strike. You know, give him <laughs> give him the, the Shoryu dunk, man. Give him the Shoryu dunk. That shit's cool. Yeah, you could you do know? a lot of cool stuff with him. I would not be upset with Sean. It was in it, honestly. Make him a super rushdown Rekka or a super rushdown Shoto character. Like that sounds really un- like neat. I think you could have uh, like him be somewhat like similar moves to to laura because he is her sister or he he is her brother right uh, so you could have some moves inspired by her but then also have that shoto play style as well because he always had right. like a double fisted uh uppercut <laughs> yo that yeah, was a weird reflection that, in that okay that's interesting i don't know if you that, that, that uppercut is so jank too actually <laughs> the double fisted uppercut that ensure you canon um <laughs> What are you looking? Is that look at that reflection? I'm sorry, other people listening to the podcast, you won't understand, but there's a reflection in the helmet of this guy. But she, the helmet is behind her. The helmet is behind her. How is she? How is the helmet reflecting the front of her face? I'm sorry, that triggered me a little bit. <laughs> I digress. Was this like? Uh, was this like a Dreamcast game? I believe it was Dreamcast. I believe it was Dreamcast. Okay, okay. maybe that Sega makes Saturn. more sense. Yeah, they just didn't. They didn't think about that. <laughs> Call me off guard. But yeah, um, I honestly, I think they had some really good choices all around. Um, I think it was the right choice. Oro is. I'm actually pretty pumped for Oro. I think Oro is going to be really sick. He <sighs> sounds like a super duper cool character to be in the game. He's my personally. favorite character to, to come into this game. I hated him. Yeah really that's funny mm-hmm. i understand that he's got some insane unblockable setups in like third strike and shit so yeah he was very i had a friend that was very annoying uh that played him uh <laughs> <laughs> and he's like honestly he's ugly it's very superficial of, to, of me <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna say it. he's ugly i don't like his character yeah. aesthetic he does not a lot of people think he has one arm he doesn't he just holds back he's like He's, you know, Rock Lee status. Like, hey, I'm so strong. I need to limit myself for your sake. So he does have two arms. You can actually see his second arm in the picture. Yeah. I hope, Um, I honestly hope they give him some sort of, like, super cool anime thing where he just kind of, like, you know, all right, I'm going to use two hands and just kind of pop off. Yeah, that's like a V-trigger. <laughs> he was yeah, very anime because he had wall bounces and stuff. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think... Uh, Overall, I think very good choices to show off all of the characters, what people can look forward to, because mm-hmm. now it's going to keep people talking about it for a while. And especially with leaving the last character up to, you know, speculation. What is it? They, they're not going to they're not going to show off that character. Or that character won't come out till like February 2021. I think. Yeah, that's the thing is that. So here, here's the let me, let me pull this up for you guys. Here is the schedule and I'll, I'll say it out loud as well. But um Dan comes out winter of 2020, so he's probably not coming out until like December, or or uh, maybe yeah, probably December. December, uh, I'm guessing he's going to come out like mid December, um, like the 15th, 14th, something like that. Rose comes out spring 21, probably like April is what I'm guessing. April or May. A lot of stuff happens in May or April, so they probably are going to release a Capcom game. Um, maybe do some sort of crossover event with like Monster Hunter or something else. Have Rose. They might not have rose in that game they'll probably also piggyback off of that 
Summer of 21 has Oro and Akira. And that's not saying they're going to come out in the same time frame. It's just Summer of 21, which is probably like early summer and late summer for Akira. Um, and then the new character is Fall of 2021. So a lot of people are speculating like this This wasn't... They kind of, this is all rushed because Dan's the only character where there's gameplay of him. Uh, Dan's gameplay... Yeah, Dan's gameplay is very alpha. The video is very alpha. Like someone took a TV and recorded it with like an old camcorder video. Like I don't get that. It's like some weird. <laughs> it seems like footage. they just made the model and like just flesh, just finished fleshing it out and is testing out some of the mechanics of the character. Yeah, like you could tell it was very very early design. Um, which honestly, it's impressive enough because you can tell that they're actually you could just tell from those early designs that they're putting forth effort to add character yeah and i'll pull up the gameplay uh, for you guys watching it live so you can check that out but yeah it, it it's uh you can see the quality of the footage itself is like the issue that i'm having um but the actual gameplay um they do like a side-by-side comparison of uh, i think alpha and five and then i think they also do four later on but yeah, it's I'm I'm excited for him. Um hopefully they get we get more gameplay. <laughs> I don't understand some of the things that he's doing though. He's always been a weird character, but I like his Tatsu. His Tatsu has always been like the sickest Tatsu in the game to me. I don't know if anyone else agrees, but uh plus he wears a pink gi. Like his default color is pink. I always Dude, play pink so outfits cool. if I can, so I'm very yeah. biased. Pink is sick. Word or yeah, I'm not sure what the Oral V trigger would be. I have to go back and like play third strike and look at him because he had some weird like wall bounce stuff where his super. Uh, I think we talked about the fact that his his V trigger might be where he uses both of his arms and like kind of powers up and maybe is faster or stronger or something like that. I'm guessing he gets an install. One of his is probably going to be an install where he gets better mobility or uh, more damage or something like that because he, can he can't. That makes sense for his his character. Mm. I can see one of them being like where he summons his rocks and like you press the trigger to summon the rocks or something. Mm, or the turtle. Oh, there's yeah. also supposed to be new gameplay mechanics in Street Fighter. They announced that, and I don't know exactly what that is. People are speculating Second new supers. supers. Yeah. I, I would hope new supers because I think that's the coolest way to add something new. Either that or ultra meters, bro. <laughs> ultra meters would be kind of interesting. Oh man, yeah. Like the comeback, the revenge meter. Yeah, I think is what the they comeback it. mechanic of ultras in uh Street Fighter 4. I liked the different I like the idea of the difference between ultras and supers yeah. from Street Fighter 4. I was a fan of that. But I can definitely see the game. You're definitely sees back in it. I'm going to put focus attacks in the game again. <laughs> you know what? Season six, we're going crazy. Let's get focus attacks in here. I think I'm ready for focus attacks now. I was not ready for focus attacks in Street Fighter 4, but uh, I think I think I'm ready. Because those <laughs> things were complicated. I don't know if people remember focus attacks. Uh, people who... Cancels. Yeah. yeah, FADC cancels. I, I had started figuring them out towards the tail end because I got competitive towards like midway through Ultra. And I was trying to learn like Josh and and Mark and a few other people. To make you were there. You weren't you were playing Smash mostly, but you were there. Um trying to figure out how to like what an FADC cancel was and how to utilize it, why to utilize it. It just was so much for me. I uh I haven't tried it, but um well, I have way back when I before I even like really started playing fighting games, but FADC 
or sure you can FADC canceling seemed like the most difficult thing to me personally. It was like, hard. How, how do people do this? And they do this regularly. Like, oh, it's blocked. FADC cancel. Like, what? you reacted to that? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not. I mean, that's basically a Roman cancel. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's. But yeah, I car- agree with you. Like you first hit, you notice like, oh, it's blocked or, oh, it gets hit. Like, and then you, I mean, I guess you regardless FADC cancel, but if it was uh, blocked, usually they FAD cancel backwards, don't they? Or do they go forwards? You can pick, you can backdash or right. you can forward dash. Also, if, if it hits, you can, you can FADC cancel forward dash into like, into like a DP or something like that or whatever you're doing. Right. Like what I'm saying is um, if it's blocked, you, do you, people usually go backwards or well, do they actually go frontwards? They, there's different options because like say you block it from what I remember because when you focus attack, you also have like a hit of armor unless you read focus attack cancel. Um, so you could, you could uh, just focus attack cancel and then they try to like punish you. You armor through it and then you hit them and you like either you knock them down or if you get level three focus attack, you can get a crumple state. So it, there's kind of that mind game where like now – yeah. Uh, or, or maybe like you you focus attack cancel and they're going to backdash so you ch- you dash after them so it, it's like you have the option to choose it depends on the situation it's very situational is the answer to your question mm. Wait, what the heck was okay. that yeah there's a oh what the heck okay so they have a focus yeah, at- cool. yeah. Uh, I was going to make another point but I forgot what it was now dude Dan is so weird looking <laughs> he has a weird like tiger oh, knee tattoo wow. okay he's had it for a while though Man. Oh, oh, I was going to say, though, one last thing is that, like, a lot of people complain about games getting more and more simple, right? And that is a big issue. But what I think the issue ultimately lies is that fighting game developers do a very poor job, on most often, of teaching their players how to play the game. So the only option they feel they have right now is to make the game simpler for people to pick up because they do... a such a poor job of teaching them how to play the game. They don't, they don't turn the process, the art of learning a fighting game into a game in itself. And that's, that's part of the issue is that game developers on average, you know, Skullgirls, I think they had a, pre- a very in-depth tutorial, um, but there's this opportunity to turn learning fighting game mechanics, like fighting game tactics, actual competitive fighting game, or you're just playing the strategy of the game, learning the, the, the different characters, not just combo trials, like actually understanding how to play your character. There, right. There's scenarios that could be created and turned into a game, but they're not doing that. And so their only other option uh, is to make the game simple, which is su- like, I don't mind that, but I would like to see more of an effort on helping players learn to play the game because we, we've established that fighting games are at a certain point, they're going to get technical, challenging, and their strategy to it. And just teaching people how to do trials and the bare basics of like how to play the character just doesn't help you develop the skills that you need. Because part of it is comprehension and learning, but the other part of it is actual skill development. And it's it's honestly, for a lot of players, very boring to just sit there and do the same thing over and over again without any sort of, you leveled up. Or here's an item. Like, any other game, you are literally doing the same thing over and over and over again, but you see uh, experience bar level up, you see your armor, you see your stats go up, you see all this stuff that happens, uh, but in fighting games, you don't get that. You just get like, ah, I finally noticed that I can land this hit confirm, 
like 50% of the time, like from 25, you know, it, it's like this hard grind where it's like, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of it? Like, it's very satisfying, but man, like I could probably play another game where it feels more rewarding because honestly, a lot of play, people play games or lean towards games because they give you some sense of gratification, some sense of significance or accomplishment and fighting games takes a long time. Um, if you don't have that mentality to feel accomplished, you know, not everyone's going to be like, Hey, I can finally land that Tenko combo once, you know? They're going to be like, I tried this 20 times. I can't get it. I'm done. You know, I dropped Kareen from season one until like messing with her a little bit now, finally, because I feel like I'm I'm, com- I'm competent enough after like however many years to finally play this character. So it, I think fighting games ultimately, like they should have talked about this in the round table, but making it more engaging to learn and actually develop the skills in the game. That's where I'll leave that. Um. I guess I can put in my two cents on that. I think um, obviously making a training mode that people will actually like care about and like like is tough. I'm making a training or tutorial is tough in and of itself because you don't know whether or not the new people are going to like it or the veterans are going to like it. However, what you can do is you can make it interactive. You can make it not monotonous. You can make it something that keeps the player engaged and um, puts them into situations where they're actively uh, paying attention. Um, Where, you know, you can don't give them the shitty story tutorials. Those ones always kind of suck. But if you put them in scenarios where... Uh, the enemy is countering a specific tactic of yours and you're forced to learn that tactic or learn around that tactic. It makes it a lot more interesting of a fighting game. And then when you beat him, you're like, hell yeah, bro. I, you know, I got past that. I understand what they're doing to counter my tactic. Um, Mm -hmm. Something I also, also want to uh, put in that I don't think a lot of fighting games put in personally, this is something I would absolutely want. I think more, games more games in training mode should have a slowdown feature holy crap i cannot fathom how much i would just enjoy a literal like just turn the speed down by point like make it 0.75 smash like, does this you know what else does this unist unist has a slowdown feature you're and right you're god right. Damn, is it so useful? Oh, I've been asking for it for so long. Okay, look, I am not going to learn full speed. Look, we've had this conversation with music theory and how I've learned how to play music, you know. You don't go at it full speed. You take your time and you get the rhythm down. But what's important is that you get the rhythm down and you get you understand how it works and then you slowly but surely work up to the real time effort towards it you know you're not immediately playing it at full bpm and you know doing the best at it if i'm doing a combo especially something that has to do with loops that have tight timing I'm going to be struggling more on getting that timing down rather than the actual rhythm that's based on the combo or how to even start up the combo. Mm. I'm more focused on, damn it, why can't I get this confirmed? And, you know, if you just, if you're just allowed to slow down the game by just a small amount, just not even, not even half speed, just a little bit smaller, Mm -hmm. like, 
you could just change so much to how people can learn the game. It allows them to take the time to learn what they should be doing rather than uh, forcing them to learn extremely hard links right off the bat. Where it's like, yeah, if you hit light kick, you need to buffer out Shoryu like immediately. Like that's what you should be doing. Like on a, if you hit that button or if that button confirms, you know, mm-hmm. and like, uh, shoot, man, I can't figure this out. Like how fast am I supposed to do this? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Cause th- there's two different aspects of, of learning like a combo or something you have the actual execution of it which some people struggle with and then you also have the timing slash rhythm of the combo and both of those things by themselves are hard but when you're trying to put them together like for me when i'm trying to learn a new combo that isn't natural like isn't the natural movement to me my fingers go stupid and my brain goes like dead <laughs> like I, I forget the combo or my hands are like what am i supposed to do with this like what right. are you talking about why are you why are my hands trying to speak arabic right now and my brain's trying to speak swahili like it, it doesn't <laughs> register in my head and because right. like i'm trying to do it i'm trying to find the timing because I, I have no feedback like i talked about this with like street fighter trials they don't They're not you know how to do the combo like kareen's combos I, i'm just now figuring out with kareen like she has certain combos where you have to do it frame perfect right and then you have to do the follow-up frame perfect it seems like but they don't explain to you how to execute that and there's basically two versions of a special there's a regular version and then there's the just frame version which i don't think is even on the, co- the the command list. They don't explain it. They don't give you any information on it. And uh, like, like a small subtitle, like yeah, like they don't give you very much to work on or how to actually execute it. Let alone how to execute in a combo because it feels very different from any other cancel I've done in Street Fighter. So it's it feels incredibly different. It, the challenge uh, isn't actually the execution; it's the timing of it because I've realized that I'm not doing it. Like, I can get the combo, I can get the Just Frame Tenko, but I don't know when I'm supposed to do it. So, like, if you can give me a scenario where, hey, I'm going to freeze frame at the timing. So, here's the, what the animation is going to look like. Here's, like, what the rhythm looks like. And then I'm going to, like, either slow it down so that you can, like, or, or light it up or, like, some sort of feedback where it's like, hey, here's when you can do the combo rather than trying to make it mysterious. Like, it doesn't have to be that anymore. You know, if you want to do that, there's other fighting games where that's there. So I'd love to see where more games are actually trying to explain to you how to find the timing of a combo and how to execute the combo as well. Um, and, and, like, I see them trying. So I'm not saying they're not trying. It's just, like... There are ways out there that you can teach people how to do this, and I'd I'd love to see more of that. So yeah, that's a great point. Um, slowing it down, absolutely. Slowing down the game, like small things like that, right? Like you don't. It's very overlooked. It's very. There's very very small things that I think, rather than just simplifying the game, I think you should be looking at giving your players more tools to work with to understand the game better. Look, frame data is going to be known. Okay. If you're not going to show frame data, if you're not going to show hitboxes, the people are going to show it anyways through third party. There's no getting behind it. Okay. Just be truthful to how, like what your characters are doing or what the, what is going on with these certain animations, because it, honestly, the people that care the most about the game are the people that's going to be appreciating that the most. And they're going to be playing the game because of that stuff. You know, it's, it's crazy. Cause, um, I haven't talked about this game too much, but um, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, 
Rivals of Aether. I don't know if you've ever played this or ever played it. <laughs> yeah. It's a um, game. It has the best tutorial system. One of the best tutorial systems mm. I have um, ever like played that specifically tells you very specific. It goes through each character individually and it makes it very interactive and it tells you um, certain texts that you can do with the characters that they have purposely input. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, you can actually do this and you can get like a little extra range to your jump or something like that. And um, they even teach you like how to wave dash and stuff like that, like in a actual interactive way. And not only that, but their training mode is superb. They have hitboxes, they have frame data, they have slowdown, they have uh, recording for uh, AIs and different ways that you can record it. They have ways that you can set how your opponent DIs. It's actually like Hmm. incredible. Um, And people don't talk about it too much, but I think that is, if you're looking at a game that does a fantastic tutorial that can keep the player um, interested and motivated to play more of the game that's it that's what you should be like looking at as a an example hmm well check out rivals of aether i've played it but i don't think i own it i i'm probably gonna take a look at that now i'll, I'll add it to my wish list when it goes on sale i'll probably scoop it up or if, i think it's Wait, like 20 bucks. Switch definitive edition it's coming out soon oh all right yeah that game i love that game if anyone doesn't know it's like it's like a 2D, not 2.5D Smash Bros. game um, with like an- anthropomorphic creatures that have like cool powers. Uh, so it's very like hand drawn, not hand drawn, like sprite sprite art, I guess I would say. Like 16 bit, 18 bit, 18 bit, 16 bit, um, 32 bit characters. It, it looks, it's very, very cool. It plays very smooth. Um, if you like this, it's a platform fighter like Smash. So you have to like knock them off the stage to, to kill them, I believe. Yes. Uh, it's it's yeah. to the. It's to the point of um, platform fighter. Like it's, it takes a lot of the cool stuff from Smash, but it goes a lot more individual based. I'm sure you'll see characters that might seem the same. Like um, they have a sword fighter character that has a tipper, very similar to Mark, but that character <laughs> is very unique to itself and has a lot more cool, distinct properties that make him cool. Mm. Um, but I. I genuinely like I cannot wait for that switch version to come out because uh, once it does, I think the game's going to blow up. At least I hope so. Like I'm praying for that. And then I'll probably be playing the game a lot more because I personally think that game is really cool, but I haven't been playing it because the player base is kind of small. And honestly, there's not a lot of people, especially in our area that play the game too much. So true story. Plus, I think it's mostly on PC. Like that's where everyone has it. Yeah, so it's a PC, only my experience. PS4, Xbox, which <laughs> is PC. Yeah, and uh, that's the tough part, right? It's the second's on Switch, and then second it's available for everyone. And I, that's one of the games that should be meant to be played on a GameCube controller. To yeah, be honest, I'm gonna start bringing my GameCube controller because I honestly like that Smash is like we have at least one Smash set up there. Sometimes uh, I, I like Smash. I know a lot of people are like oh, Smash, <laughs> but like I like the game. It's fun. Like sometimes I don't want to play. I don't want to do quarter circles and, and DPs. I just want to like do side B <laughs> like I just do. I like it. That's what I think that's right. one of the reasons I like the uh, power Rangers and, and uh, uh, fantasy strike for that reason. But anyways, uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay here and stick around, but I want to end the podcast officially uh, for people who are listening to this live. Feel free to stick around. I'm going to chat, probably play some leisurely single player or co-op games in just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, you know, any, any closing statements from you, Max? 
Um, also, where can they find you if you have any content? <laughs> uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch.com.tv slash MegaMaxStar. That's where you can find me. Um, uh, and then also we have a channel that's, I think it's up now, um, that we're going to be working on adding VODs of our weeklies or weekly tournaments from mighty moto mondays mm-hmm. uh keep in tune for that because um <laughs> i guess i'm doing partially some of the editing for it and i need to motivate myself for it so yes. um guys subscribe to it and um show me that you guys really want to see that content that will give me enough motivation to actually like okay let's let's get this out here because honestly we have a lot of really good stuff from that and i want to show a lot of our a lot of our clips, a lot of times I was actually like crying from laughter, to be honest, from a lot of the points of the <laughs> of some of the uh, weeklies. So and I want to share that experience with a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah, so um, is that the is that the what is the YouTube Kzu? Wait, uh, this, is, this isn't it. This is the wrong one. I lied. <laughs> I played myself. <laughs> that's that's the uh, mighty mode of money. Yo, I got some sick transitions here. <laughs> okay anyway I gotta, I'll, I'll pull it up for you guys in just a second but yes absolutely uh, uh, KZUFTC on YouTube should just bring it yeah. right on up uh, pay attention to that um, please subscribe to it um, you know show the love and um, we will be uploading VODs from Street Fighter and DBFC onto there and then once Locals starts getting back up and um, more of our actual in-house streaming You'll be seeing a lot more content, more than likely Tekken, um, any current games that come out, probably Fantasy Strike if we get to the point of streaming too. So keep a lookout. Keep a lookout. Yeah, we just launched this and made it public. I, I've been uploading some of the Street Fighter tournaments. I, I have a few more to put up there. Uh, but yeah, and I'm trying to keep it organized uh, and actually make it easy for people to check out. But you know, one of the reasons that we did this in the first place, one is to actually showcase some of the players, but also so that we can do match analysis so people who uh, want to watch their VODs have the ability to do so uh, because it's YouTube is one of the best ways to watch VODs honestly on um, Twitch I, I would not want to make anybody go through that fate uh, so one of the things if you don't know is you can actually do frame you can do frame by frame on this I believe if it's loaded uh, with the arrow keys so you can go frame by frame um, you can do like five second skips how do you do frame by frame frame Just by for- frame is a period and comma there you go so thank you i I actually didn't remember so thank you for reminding me (laughs) yes so it's just a great tool to be able to watch your own vods plus i'm trying to stream match analysis and i do not want to use the twitch vods to do match analysis yeah no especially yeah because i want to do match analysis for dragon ball too Mm -hmm. god forbid (laughs) that is on the twitch client yeah so that's that's that i'll put a link in the description or the comments for you guys to be able to check that out if you want to uh, do that more encouragement to get onto our tournaments and uh, compete plus we do the match arenas as well Um, the match arena is live Uh, i have all the information in the discord that's the best way to get the links for that but that way you can donate towards the prize pools uh for me i'll put my my social media stuff in the show notes as well the the only thing i was going to mention is kzuftc so thank you for bringing it up i greatly appreciate it that gave me time (laughs) to actually google it and uh pull it up but yeah um that's that's all i have to add you know we're just trying to grow the scene online and offline we do have weekly um weekly tournaments on monday uh for dragon ball and for street fighter dragon ball is on pc uh this is the most convenient way that we can do it so if you play on pc or if you want to do our street fighter tournaments if you have a good connection please feel free to join it um our discord information i'll have links to all that as well if you're watching it live the link is in the 
like down down below if you're watching this pre-recorded then uh, it'll be in the description for you guys but thank you so much for hanging out with us if you're being here live i'll be here back in just a second i'm gonna take a quick break otherwise thank you guys so much and as always i will see you all in the next one